0: Hey, welcome to another edition of our Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. You're going to be absolutely, (laughs) I, I don't know what the word is, totally blown away by our guest today, Katie Youngstout, who is one of the principal partners in the Ventura Partners out of Los Angeles. She is just incredible. If you want to know about how coaching searches happen, athletic director searches happen, I'm telling you there's a lot of people that do this. She is one of the most knowledgeable in the world and and I think after you listen to her podcast, you will agree. So after this timeout, we'll be back with Katie Young Stout. Let's hear from our latest sponsor, Max One. Max One is the all-in-one coaching app that allows your team to train, communicate, and stay organized all in one easy to use spot. With all these useful features for one low price, I can't emphasize enough the value MaxOne can bring to your program, especially with the basketball season right around the corner. I know firsthand the importance of keeping your team on the same page as the season reaches its peak. I'm confident MaxOne can solve these problems for you and keep your program connected to help ensure you're on pace for the most effective season possible. MaxOne allows you to create individualized workouts for each player on your team with videos attached and deliver them right to your athlete's phone, eliminating spreadsheets and paper handouts and helping your players improve as the season goes on. You can then combine these workouts into an entire in-season program tailor-made to complement all the hard work that your athletes are already putting in during the season. You can even track your athletes' progress on the MaxOne leaderboards to see the improvement coming from your team, keeping everyone on the team accountable while encouraging a culture of competition. I also know how the calendar feature allows you to keep athletes, parents, and coaches alike as organized as possible. Workout schedules, practices, tournament games can all be created via color-coded schedules ensuring your athletes are in the loop with details on whatever events you have throughout the long season. To learn more about how MaxOne can help you run your program this off-season, head to their website at gomaxone.com and schedule a free 15-minute demo with a MaxOne program specialist. As always, mention me, Coach Brendan Sirick sent you, and you'll receive a special discount if you decide to purchase. Again, visit ww.gomax1.com right now to schedule your free demo. You won't be disappointed. I am so excited today to have Katie Young Stout as our guest. Katie, welcome.
1: Thanks, Brendan. Happy to be here.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, you are one of the most prominent people in our collegiate sports world, but a lot of folks, especially coaches, might not know who you are. Tell us what you do. I feel like I'm interviewing a mystery guest. What does <laughs> Katie Young Stout do for a living?
1: Well, Brendan, thanks. Um appreciate again you having me on this podcast. Really excited to be here. And um, you know, I work for an executive search firm. So what that means, I'm a search consult search consultant in collegiate athletics, and I've done all kinds of things for the last 15 years. Started my career early with a firm called Eastman Bodine, had a great mentor there and Bob Bodine really taught me everything I knew about search and had the opportunity to work alongside Bob for about nine years, um, and then went off and did uh, a couple th- different kind of things to be able to make myself a better consultant. Worked on a campus, UC Riverside, for two years, and then went back to Dallas, worked for Learfield Sports, running their corporate recruiting, and then got back into search about four years ago with Whit Kiefer and now with uh, Ventura Partners, where I've been a consultant for about a year, so a little over a year. So what a consultant is, people always say, oh, you know, who got the search? Who got the search, right? Oh, that's uh, like, a, like the buzzword. Around college basketball season, or even right now with football, we've got several football jobs uh, open right now that we're assisting on the search with the AD. And um, people just assume, oh, you hired that search firm. Well, they get to pick who wins. Well, that's actually a myth. <laughs> uh, the role of a search firm is really traditionally just to been, you know, to help ADs on head football coaches, basketball coaches. But we do a lot more than that. We don't get to pick who wins the job. And that's kind of a blessing and a curse sometimes because sometimes you wish you could pick because you're like, I really like that person. But then at the end of the day, the institution gets to determine the fit, right? We don't determine the fit. We don't get to pick the candidate. The coaches certainly don't get to pick the candidate. And so, you know, it's one of those things. We uh, we are are tasked with identifying, evaluating, assessing, rising talent, you know, with a focus on diversity and analytics and leadership. And is this person really a leader and being able to do the, all the due diligence behind the scenes as it, you know, pertains to referencing and, um, you know, uh, recruiting great, great uh, coaches that are happy in their jobs, right? So, if you're looking at a job and you've got a great job, you don't really want to put your name out there, right? Because you've got recruits, you've got constituents, you've got donors, you've got parents, right? So, there's so many things that that go along with you just saying, "Hey, I'm interested. I'm going to apply on Monster.com for that coaching job." Well, that's really <laughs> not the case, so. <laughs> I've never seen a person get a coaching job on like a, a website, um, you know, portal. So, um, you know, it's our job to facilitate a seamless confidential process, be that trusted advisor, the athletic director, and also air on the side of the coach, too. because if it's not right for the coach and we feel that it's not going to be right for our client, who is the university. We're not agents. We don't represent coaches. We are retained by the university to help them run a great process.
0: It sounds like an absolutely amazing process and something that as a coach for Forty plus years, I had no idea the depth that you went into. Um, what is the most rewarding part of this for you? Because I know you're, I know you as a person that has you know incredible relationships oriented. Tell me, what is the real thing that really excites you about your job?
1: The thing I really love is number one. I love helping my clients really figure out who that perfect fit is, right? And we we talk mm-hmm. about fit all the time, like it's just this buzzword, right? Fit. What's the fit? Well you know, the AD, we have to go to the AD and say, hey, what are you looking for, right? The number one thing a coach should ask when they're looking to get involved in a search is what are they looking for, right? What's the situation? Did someone retire? Did someone get fired for egregious behavior? Did they get fired for wins and losses? Did the person, you know, get get a better job, move on to the next big job? So what is, what is why is the job open? And so being able to really figure out, wrapping your arms around that, and then going out to the market and saying, okay, who do I know that fits this This particular job, Um, who's going to get along with this ad? Right, because you you got to be the people. The reason you're looking at a job is really the people. Who are you reporting to? Who is this person? Is this person going to support you? Do do they give you the tools to be successful? Is there an opportunity to win here? Can I grow? Are they going to give me the resources at least commensurate to my conference? Right, you might not have the best Power Five resources if you're a mid major, but. If you've got the best in your league or at least top three, you got a shot, right? You gotta get a shot. And mm-hmm. then there are some people that just went flat out with no resources, you know? So that's a whole nother story. But the most rewarding part of my job is really getting to know these coaches and, and also the ADs, but building relationships and trying to help them help guide them through the process. Cause like you said, you didn't know much about what a search firm does or how do I get involved and what's this person looking for? And can you look at my resume? Can you look at my little booklet And maybe if you're an assistant coach and you've got a plan? Um, you know, we'll get to that maybe later, but but, you know, my, my biggest thing is last night, to give you an example, I'm sitting there and in, in my, in my big lounge chair, right? In my, in my den, I've got like three TVs going, right? I've got one person that I, I assisted with the search, watching them and another person on here. And then my husband's got the wizards on cause he works with wizards. So he's like on the other TV. So yeah. like watching all <laughs> these, these great guys that I've helped, and, you know, Jeremy Ballard is perfect example. I did not do the search at Florida Atlantic, but I helped Jeremy Ballard as he kind of came up and interviewed for us for several other jobs when he was a young assistant. And that prepared him to be able to go in and kill that interview, to crush it at Florida Florida International, I mean. So he's at FIU, and he's got a great staff, um, doing an unbelievable job, almost you know, really stayed with NC State last night. So watching him succeed and watching him have success, that's what gets me up in the morning, just to know that I had a little maybe tidbit of information on his interview or something that I helped him with, and now he's a head coach. And I've got, you yeah. know, 30 Jeremy's that I watch, um, you know, every every night <laughs> on my ESPN plus and my three and all the other all the other channels. So I love that piece of it.
0: You know, uh, when the process that you go through of conducting a successful search and recommending the candidates, not one, but to a, an AD or to a university or to a university president, if it's an AD. Um, can you walk us through that I mean because it is so mind blowing when you've talked to me about this how extensive it is I mean it's not like you go through and just say hey this guy's got a good record let's right. recommend him I googled him, him. Yeah <laughs> I wish it was that easy right
1: Right I mean some people do that I guess the average fan on a message board could just google hey this person had a terrible record but they have no idea that they took over this horrible APR situation they took over a a team that had had all these mass exits because they had egregious behavior going on before and you know they've had to play 17 guarantee games right because i know a lot of levels have to do that so what, what's the real story right did they did they take this thing over were they on you know probation before they got there and now they're really a turnaround specialist um and so maybe their record you know the first couple years they go you know two and 26 or three and whatever right so they won a couple games and then boom you look at the full picture and they turn it around and so that's what we we try to help tell the story on some of those people. Of course, every ad, no matter what level they're at, they've got a, a short list of of coaches they're looking at right in their pocket. They've been watching. They're saying, okay, this person's coming from kind of a similar institution. They must understand what it's like to work at a big, you know, UC system or a you know a SUNY system school, or all those things kind of come into play when you're looking at it fit, right? So an ad has always got you know that short list of five six guys. Hey, if I ever had something open, if someone ever left here then these are kind of the people I think would maybe fit. So, of course, we we take that into account. So they, they get to pick who's on the list. We don't get to pick. So um, they say, hey, we've got these six people I've really, really enjoyed watching. I kind of think they could fit. And I said, well, this person has a $4 million buyout. This person's wife and moving to Boise. This other person's wife. <laughs> I know those things going in, right? No offense to Boise. I love Boise. Beautiful place. But we love Boise, some people yes. might not want to live, you know, in Waterville, Maine. Okay, so... Um, yeah. there are a lot of factors there are a lot of, lot of filters that go in when the AD thinks that, Hey, maybe they don't know the bio, or maybe they don't know they have a six year deal left and they've got to play two, two home and home games or something like we have to know all that stuff. So we have to deal with the agents. We're dealing with the ADs. We're dealing with the candidates. So once the AD says here, I like these people, well, there may be three off the list. So it's our job to say, Hey, have you thought about maybe these three or these next tier people or, or some, one of their colleagues calls and says, Hey, I saw your coach job is open. I've got the perfect assistant coach that is completely ready. He's been here at our staff. So if an AD, it's almost like peer-to-peer, right? If you hear from another coach that somebody's good, you're gonna believe them. But if an AD hears from another AD that somebody's good, that just they rise to the top of the stack, right? So that's mm-hmm. another way that people can get involved. But um, whenever we whenever we get a search, we, we usually go to campus, figure out, okay, what is this job, right? What are the issues? Everyone's got challenges. Everyone's got great things about their school. And so we want someone who knows all the, all the challenges, all the opportunities, all the positive things, who the AD is, and they still want to be there, right, with their hair on fire, ready to go, ready to win a championship. And so that's our job to go out and really figure out who the, who the best people are and help that AD just be a, a right-hand consultant to them.
0: Katie, one of the things that I think is so important in coaching – uh, and, and it applies, same thing, to an AD. Um, or what, what are the qualities that you think you've seen over the years that work in a potential coach in candidate for a job? What are the qualities that you know, because you're a people person, you've, you know these people, what are the qualities that work for jobs?
1: Well, I think number one, the AD is looking for someone to lead their program and they can sleep at night, right? The AD wants to be able to sleep at night. So that goes with integrity. Number one, integrity. And I think you've got to be a person who is a cross-campus collaborator these days. So the whole campus, I mean, higher education is itself just, you know, in a crazy time right now. But if you get a basketball coach that's going to be in their silo and not talk to the provost office, not talk to anybody else on campus, not going to be out fundraising. That doesn't work these days. The days of that are over. The days of sitting in your film room, not talking to people on campus is completely over because you've got so much going on. You've got, you know, kids with academic support. You've got compliance. You got all these other things, marketing, filling the seats. The 80s are under so much pressure to fill the stadiums, right? Fill the fill the arenas. So if you're not willing to go out and, and shake that hand, and I'm not saying you have to make that your whole focus, but you've got to be willing to do that. When that fundraiser says, hey, i got a big donor that wants to give uh, a major gift to your fueling station are you willing to get in that car with that major gifts officer and go to lunch with that donor I think just being accessible and like I said that's not going to take up your whole time because you've got to focus on your team but you have to be willing to do those extra things um to be able to be successful and I think ADs are looking for number one obviously the x's and o's the coaching the how you treat you know the student athlete experience how you're treating kids this is not you know these aren't the days of you know screaming and throwing chairs at people anymore right and Um, there's a time and a place for that. Maybe it's in practice, but probably not on the court. Uh, but you know, they've got to have a business experience. They're managing major budgets. They're doing, you know, uh, some fundraising, public relations, public speaking, um, hiring great staffs, all these other things, hard in negotiation. I mean, recruiting, understanding this day, you know, the, this day's player. Um, if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're an 87 year old coach and you're not understanding today's kid, well then you're probably not going to be there very long or you're probably not going to get your next job. So you got to know, you know, who you're dealing with. You've got to be a communicator. you got to have strong leadership skills, a presence, um, and then be able to really be in the foxhole with your athletic director when, when things hit the fan too.
0: So you've found now over the years, you, you now you've, I don't, so many coaches that you've helped place, what have been the biggest separators for the ones that have been just I almost want to say incredibly successful.
1: Absolutely, I think in the and during the interview process, um, you know, the way you get involved with a job is not just beating down the door, having every influencer call um, that you can possibly think of in your Rolodex, right? You have got to make sure you've got those strategic calls to help you. And, and a lot of ads don't like calls, but if it's coming from their best friend and you worked for that institution and you know that they're best friends, if you have that ad call on your behalf, that's your one call, right? You get maybe one, maybe two if you're in the finals calls i think to have someone call don't don't just have coach k call and pronounce your name wrong right just because you met him at a clinic one time um that does not (laughs) fly and i've had that actually happen uh before so um influencers calling oh this person's the greatest person on earth well you don't even know their name so um you know someone called and and i'll tell you the story maybe offline sometime it's a funny story about that but um (laughs) i think that just knowing someone that knows the ad because ad's want to hire people they know and trust so if they don't trust you they don't know you that's why a lot of 87% 87% of jobs are placed off on one friend's reference. Um, and that's a, that's a, across sports in general. So wow. if you've got a person you've worked with that knows that AD, have that other AD call on your behalf. Don't just have a bunch of random coaches or influencers call um, if you haven't worked with them. Now, if you've worked with them directly, that's a big name, right? That's fine. You can have them, but just don't have some random call. Um, I think when they're in the interview, you got to bring energy, you got to have a plan, especially if you're a young assistant. I know we've got a lot of young assistant coaches listening to this. You got to have a plan, right? They've got situational questions that they want to ask you. Um, if you haven't thought about that, uh, then, you know, you're going to get in that interview or that, that initial phone call with the AD. Cause a lot of times searches start especially with a phone call right okay the ad's got a short list of 10 people especially if it's a lot of assistants in the job right not talking power five go get on your airplane and get somebody we're talking a process we're talking you've got 10 people on your list maybe a couple sitting head coaches but most are assistants right you're looking at that next mid-major who's the next up and comer who's the next jeremy ballard right who's the next dane fisher who are these people um so you're putting together your list and and then you're going to get situational questions if you're an assistant coach you know What's been your recruiting philosophy throughout your career, and how would you evolve in this role as a head coach at this institution? I mean, if you don't know your own recruiting philosophy and you stumble on those words, AD is going to say, this guy isn't ready, no matter what else you say. Um, some other situ- situational questions I've heard is, okay, it's the Monday before the first conference homestand. You've got three players. Two of them are starters. They miss a day of classes and tutoring. How do you handle that? And what's the answer, right? It's not just on the fly. You have to have a plan already. So you've already got to be prepared before you walk in to that job. And I think the biggest, number one thing I see, people who are prepared to have that job, people who are prepared are successful. If you're not prepared, you're going to be like a like a chicken with your head cut off running around trying to figure out what to do. So have a plan.
0: Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation fast model has developed the industry's best coaching software including the number one play diagramming and playbook software FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding in the digital world with an incredibly easy to use interface that can be used on both your computer and ipad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database it doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams. 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, They also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community for access to these plays and more information, visit fastmodelsports.com or follow them on Twitter at fastmodel. Back with Katie Young Stout, uh, Katie, uh, the separators are incredible, the planning, the preparation, but what is, what are the keys to building successful relationships? You know, uh,
1: you know, relationships, communication is a context board, right? So you have to actually yeah. get out of your film room and start talking to people. And I think the number one place you have to start is internally on your own campus. Before you talk to a search room, before you talk to other influencers or whoever, uh, in your industry, you've got to start in your own campus. So if you don't know your your senior woman administrator, uh, designated person, whoever that is, could be a deputy AD, could be a senior associate, um, then you know someone calls in your to ask about you during during the interview process. Well, they don't know you, right? So you got to go have lunch with them. You got to have lunch with your compliance person. You got to have lunch with your or a coffee or something with your academic advisor, whoever's overall academics. Because when you you especially when your assistant coaches are looking at jobs. If I'm the AD at another institution, well, I want to know how you're treating those people. And if you're a jerk to the trainer, or you're a jerk to the strength coach, or you're walking in late every day, you know, coming in at 11, and you're an assistant and your coach allows that, but all the other people are saying, well, he's never here. I've never seen him in the hallway. He's not a person that's volunteering at our, our donor event. Um, what are those extra factors you can do, especially as an assistant coach on your own campus right now, that'll help you? later right not only help you as a person in developing who you are as a leader but also those are the reference calls whenever i get a search i pick up the phone and call anybody i know at either maybe it could be 2 schools ago right it could be 2 schools ago so whoever those people mm. are treat them, treat them right and get to know them and then of course you can you can branch out from there and um, once you you know you're ready for a head job and even if you're not don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call um, some of the search consultants that that, you know, work in men's basketball. Um, that could be us. It could be, you know, those people down in Atlanta. It could be, you know, all, you know, <laughs> all over the country. Right. So get to know them. Are, are you getting to know them after they speak at an ABC convention or of or a coaching clinic? I mean, I do talks for the think Takeout out in California, Dietrich Taylor, who actually had two assistant coaches, I'd like to add, get head jobs from Fullerton. Right. And they didn't even go to the tournament last year. And they just boom, Danny Sprinkle and John Smith, both head coaches now in division one. So you don't have to be, don't think you have to be at, at, you know, Duke or Kentucky to get a head job. I mean, these people are coming, but, but Diedrich prepared them for the jobs. They were great people on their own campuses. They got to know, you know, search firms. I don't even think a search firm, maybe, maybe John had one, but I don't think Danny had a search firm at, at, uh, in Montana state when he got the job. But of course he calls me and says, Hey, I have to meet with the president. What do I say? And I gave him some tips and said, hey, this is kind of how you connect on campus and all these things. And he was like, oh, that's great. So, but use us as resources. When you do have that interview, even if there's a search room or not, feel free to call me. I'm always, always willing to just, you know, shoot some sample interview questions over or help you strategize on a specific, maybe place that you fall short. Maybe you've never overseen academics or how do you, how do you get around those things in an interview? So I'm happy to do that. And I know all my colleagues are as well. So stop by, see us. And the one, and I would, the other thing I would add, Brendan, is if you don't yeah. know your conference office liaison to basketball, who is that person that's, that's running your championships, then that's a big mistake because that's another person that ADs are going to call and ask around about you. And if you don't know that person, well, that just shows that you're still sitting in your film room. You're not actually out and meeting people and you don't have to be a schmoozer or a self promoter. I'm not saying that, but just go ask them questions. Say, look, I want to be a head coach. What do you, what do you. What do you think? I mean, what should I be doing right now? And get their advice. People love to give advice and you'll find and especially if you drop some gear off at their office as well. So people love <laughs> love the swag, Brendan. You know that. I gotta get a Stetson shirt.
0: That Stetson swag is awesome, I'm telling you. The hatters are <laughs> what's happening right now. I love it. No that, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, Katie, you know, there's a lot of football jobs that are opening right now. We even have some interim basketball coaches for the year on the men's and women's side. Uh, what's the protocol for contacting currently employed coaches in the middle of a season? So I saw like at Florida State as an example, you know, as a Floridian, you know, they let their Willie Taggart go. And they the AD announced, I did this because we want to get a jump start. On who we're going to hire next, which was like very offensive to me as a coach. Like, so you're going to go screw up some other school's season Mm -hmm. by talking to their, you know, coach during the season while he's trying to work with some student athletes. You know, it didn't really sit well with me. But what what's your feeling of how 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 does how does one go about that?
1: yeah i think it's really situational brendan i think it you know some instances like for example i uh i actually helped with the morehead statements basketball hire and they had to fire a coach in the middle of december you know for for some egregious behavior and, and whatnot and you know student athlete welfare or whatever but that's a different sure. thing right but that's something that you okay well we've got a real issue it's not like a win and loss issue it's like hey we've got something to do and and they hired me to be the buffer throughout the the spring right because Brian Hutchinson didn't want to get hit for four months from coaches. So I think a search term right. can really play a part as the buffer in a situation like that. And we did sure. have time. I mean, he he actually went around and watched a lot of assistant coaches on the sidelines and watched them, you know, watch their demeanor and, and their on-court and how they interacted. And it was really interesting. And we had a great, great, great pool of candidates, and Preston Spradlin won that job outright. I mean, he killed his interview. He did everything he could on campus, so the interim got promoted. But we weren't out there, you know— soliciting different coaches through the season we we just said hey if you're interested you know contact katie i'll take your you know i'll make sure we've got you kind of on our list of people that are interested and then in february when we're starting to look we'll we'll you know be more apt to to maybe follow up with some people and and look at some some folks and the interviews didn't even happen until after the season so that's kind of how we run our presses i can't speak to anyone else um you know ad's are all different and they all come from different backgrounds and had different mentors that did things differently right so that's the style they want to they, they want to go and and that's what they do but um you know for us even if there is a situation where it is open in the middle of the season that's a great time to start watching people right we don't have to necessarily contact exactly. them. I'm doing I'm actually doing UC Riverside right now and they had a similar in similar instance with their women's program saram Bell is a rock star she is kicking butt out there as the interim head coach and I don't know if she wants the job or not but she, she might she might like really want it after the season or she's definitely not going to want it right so it's one or the other once you get <laughs> in that head job it's either for me or it's not right so she's going to have to make that decision if she wants to go for the job but She's done a great job of keeping that team together. And and I'm not out soliciting coaches. I'm just here as a buffer in case some agent's calling and saying, hey, I got seven candidates for you right now. Well, it's November, bro. I don't need to talk to you right now, okay? (laughs) You you can call me and and I'll take your candidate and all that. But I'm not going to go ruin that. And that's why we didn't do the search in September when when the coach was let go. So I said, Tamika, to the AED, I said, we need to wait for the year. And, you know, I don't think that'll hurt recruiting. Sarah's great. She's you know, Maybe she wants the job. Maybe she doesn't. But... End of the day, you've got to make sure you're doing what's right by the student-athletes. And that's not bringing a coach in to start in October and and here we go, right? You can't do that to people. So exactly. um, those are just my examples of how we, we run our business and the clients we work with. I can't speak to my competitors and others, but, um, you know, it it kind of is what it is, right? They they get to determine the fit. It's their school. <laughs> they get to determine what I, they no, do.
0: I, 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 it's always fascinated me, and I, I think, you know, the football one right now is now it's – you know, people are saying that you know, pro foot. You know, it's getting like pro football. It's getting like pro basketball, and we're firing coaches in the middle of the season based on wins and losses.
1: Right. Poor right.
0: behavior is is. There's no question in my mind that that needs to happen. And if the uh, student athlete well being is affected, I am a hundred percent behind that. Of course, uh, sure. you know, but I don't know uh, right now at a football situation how to jump ahead. Of the thing when the other person, highly successful person, is coaching another team that's mm-hmm. going to a bowl game, I just think that's a tough process. That we have basically make a coach leave <laughs> when they're going to a bowl game, uh, you know, it, it just and yet you're you're telling the kids you're going to recruit, oh, it's going to be fine. I would never do that with when I'm coaching your son, yeah, right,
1: you know, right, it, it, right,
0: it, just, it doesn't sit right the way is I'm not talking about the coach as much as the school, what they're doing really. Um, right. And you know, some people, is, and you know I think my, some people
1: just don't think all that through, right. They just, but there's so yeah. much pressure from boosters and donors. I'm going to not give my $2 million donation unless this is happening. So there's a fine line, I think between trying to balance the ADs, trying to save their job too. Right. So they're trying to keep, oh, their I think so. so. Sure. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, kind of. you have the support of your president. That's why it's so important when an AD looks at a job, who are you reporting to? Who is your president, right? Because if you're not in lockstep with your president and you're an athletic director, that is a huge problem. Um, and you know, if you, maybe you didn't inherit this, maybe you inherited this president, right? Somebody else hired you. This person had been there two years, they left. And now you're stuck with this new president who doesn't understand athletics, who listens to all the donors, right? So then it's time to get out of Dodge if you're that AD, but where do you go? Right? So there's so many factors, not just, the wins and losses of the coach. I mean, I know you're looking from a coach's perspective. you got to look from an AD's perspective as well and what pressure they're under and how they're getting supported. Sometimes it's not even their choice, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's yeah, not Yeah, no, I, their and choice. I think that was the situation the with
0: Florida in. State. I don't think it was his choice. I think, you know, it's eight days before he endorsed the guy is going to be here for the season. Then eight days later, losing to Miami, the, the coach is out right after the game. With a right. 17 or $22 million buyout, whichever one you want to believe, Oof. counting this season. T- I would take
1: my money and go to Hawaii and live there and no one ever hear from me again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And with that, you and I will take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at Dr. DrDishBball. Don't forget to mention coaching you and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Uh, welcome back to Katie Young's Doubt, and this has been fabulous. I mean, the, you know, for all those coaches who now are in season, they're saying, I want to change my job. <laughs> Baby, you better listen to this thing about four times. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, when, when we're all done, you know, Katie, the thing that I really get out of this is, you know, using that search firm as a buffer is a phenomenal thing and how, what what an aid you are to the university. Uh, But here's one of the things, you know, you talked, I think, a little bit about it earlier, the references for, you know, you are one of the most, I mean, I know the folks of your competitors. I know who they are. Uh, I know them personally. Uh, But I've never talked to anyone from a search firm who really knows who all the guys and gals that can really coach are you, you do uh, and you work at it and you go and watch them work where sometimes they've never seen if the person can coach, uh, you know, so that's a huge thing. Uh, but they're, you know, covering football and basketball, men's and women's, and there's, there's a lot of, co- and other sports, let's say, but there's a lot of coaches at it. where do you get references for how, how to know who, are good head coaches are pretty simple, but the assistant coaches, there's so many of them. Where do you get all your info?
1: That's a great question. I spend a lot of time with coaches. I'm married to a coach, well, only he's a scout, they all <laughs> got fired. So, you know, i spoken like a true coach's wife. Um, but uh, but no, I get to know a lot, of, a lot of great coaches and I spend time at clinics, I spend time watching them instruct, I spend time, and so that way I, I get to know them. And when I do have a search, I can call their peers about them, right? So I call other coaches. I don't just call ADs. I mean, I don't know. Some ADs might know basketball, some don't, or football or whatever. But we get to know all the coaches across the board. I'll call an ops person. Um, I'll call a former GA. Like I was doing a search last year, and I called this guy who is now an assistant coach somewhere, but he was a GA for this other person and I was, you know, inquiring about this other person. He would worked with another school. So, hey, how's, how is he on the floor? How is he coaching? How is this person um, special situations? You know, in game timeouts, all those things. Is, are players listening to them? Um, you know, players are players, right? So sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't listen. But is this person getting across? Are they really good? Um, you know, what's kind of what's kind of the the thing that that stands out about this person the most? And how do they treat people? And um, You know, and a lot of times, you know, someone will coach against someone else. And I had another, I was doing the Cleveland State search this year. I called someone else in this other conference and I said, hey, what do you know about this assistant coach? And, you know, they were like, wow, this person's great. Now I've been around them on the road. He's awesome. And his coach really lets him do more than his job description. Um, He's letting him, you know, run the defense or the offense. He's letting him do uh, special situations. So you get to know when you get a reputation. If and if you can't really like fake it till you make it in this industry, really. I mean, people know, right? Yep. People can see. And as far as us evaluating um, the coaches, I think the thing that stands out about our firm that we, I mean, process is process, right? Any of the firms, we've all got the process. We've all got, you know, reference calls. We've all, you know, can can go out yep. and get cell numbers and all those things, right? So what's we've all helping ads and in committees and running interviews. That's all the same. But the thing that really separates us and that we really pride ourselves on is how we treat the candidates, how we treat the candidates, how we represent the client in the market. So how are we going out? And, you know, one person wins the job, Brendan, right? One person wins the job. How many people don't win the job, Um, you know, for a mid-major or even a high major? It could be, you know, maybe 15 wanted the job at a high major that were qualified. And then you got 35 to 70, right? If it's a a mid-major job where they're interviewing, you know, not even interviewing, but a bunch of assistants have, like, emailed in or their agents are calling – how do you, do you take time to talk to that agent and say, hey, this person isn't quite ready or this is what they're looking for? Do you actually have that conversation after someone's been in a phone interview saying, hey, you shouldn't have said this. You aren't prepared for this question. This is how you get better. Is someone helping these coaches get better? Probably not, right? Probably not. But that's something we really try to do Give is give good feedback. Sometimes we don't have feedback, right? If you're a top finalist of one or two, there may not be a reason, right? They just clicked. They just clicked with the AD more. Um, but when you get on that initial phone interview with the ad, if you've said something or you weren't prepared or or you had no plan in place for academics or you had you know something that they're really concerned about you didn't have, well the the feedback is key because next time you're going to be ready for that. And that's what we try to help coaches really figure out what that is and help them get better.
0: Well, I think what well, you and Chad you're you're sticking to your major principle of integrity. You know you're you're handling that person with great integrity and being honest and truthful. And I always, I always say to coaches that I'm working with at our clinics, I said, are you coachable? And everyone I've ever talked to, thousands upon thousands said, absolutely, I'm coachable. You know, they're not, but they say they are. And then I always say, then follow up and say, can I be truthful with you? And they always say yes. And if they, <laughs> oh, and if right. they give you permission to tell it truthful, they can't be offended by your comments to them as long as they're said in a respectful way. And, sure. and I think that's what every one of us search for is someone to be honest with us rather than say, Hey, you know, you were right there with it. They might not have even had a shot. And, and here's why, you know what, they did some background on you and you know what, you got to clean up something here
1: mm-hmm. or, you know,
0: it, whatever it might be, you know, and they, cause they, otherwise they don't have a clue why they're not getting to where they need to, or sure. you know what your reputation is, you don't work hard or, this is, and someone out there is hurting you because of this, whatever it might be. I think that's so helpful to people, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's, you're right. That's a huge, happens
1: every thing, day, that. Brendan, every single search, there's something that happens. And I say, look, this is what the ads. you know, I didn't say this about you, but this is what people, yes. this is what the, you know, the word on the street is about you. And I don't know how you change that, but you know, there have been coach, assistant coaches in this industry fired for certain things that are Googleable. I mean, how do you go? How do you overcome that? Right. You're fired for using yes. university funds to do whatever and and then you're fired. And then, you know, maybe someone does give you another shot, but when it comes to that head coach interview, maybe you get another assistant job, but you know, the head coach, I mean, look, you're CEO of a program, right? Can I sleep at night, right? What was the first thing I said? ADs are going to are going to evaluate yep. you over around the other, you know, against the other awesome five assistants they like. Well, they're going to pick one of those other five if there's one little thing probably in your background, but you've got to address that up front. You've got to be open and honest. If you've got a DUI, you've got some something going on on Google that someone said about you on a message board that may not be true, address that first of all. Say, you know what? I know that this is out there about me and I want to just address that before we go any farther. And sometimes like being honest up front, you know, they appreciate that honesty and that, you know, you, your integrity goes up when they can see that and say, look, I've changed. I've done this or that or, or whatever. But make sure the search firm is aware of that before. So I don't want to learn about your DUI or your, you know, something going on from a from a background check, when you're a finalist, <laughs> you better tell us that up front so we can help navigate you through that process. Um, another couple of tips, Brandon you, mind, Brandon, you mind if I give a couple of tips here um, to the coaches? So if a search firm or an AD calls you about a job, even if you're not interested, return the call because you never know when we're going to have that next job that you want. Um, you know, be, be courteous, be a person of manners, <laughs> and, and it's just the right thing to do, right? Not, not to mention we may be able to help you out another time when you do want the job. And if you don't move forward in the search process, especially after a phone interview, follow up with the search firm and the AD thanking them for the consideration. That's the worst thing a a coach could possibly do. You get a phone interview. I felt prep. You have spent time. The AD took time to talk to you. You didn't move on. Don't be mad. Don't hang up the phone. I had a candidate this year that was so mad he didn't move forward. The AD wanted to call him himself. He's like, you know what? I really like this guy. I want to call him myself and tell him that we're going to move forward with other people but to keep going and let me know if I can help him. He calls to tell this candidate that. The candidate's like, thanks a lot. Hangs up. Never heard from oh him. God. I never heard from AD. Never heard from him. He was so mad that he didn't move forward. And that guy's never getting a call from me because I know what kind of person he is. Yeah. So no, just that, be that, mindful yeah, of your manners. Like your mom said, mind your manners. Um, if you're mm-hmm. selected to move forward, don't be high maintenance. So if I say, okay, I, and this is funny because this is a true story. When when Dennis Gates was at Florida State, he was I called him the night before. His Cleveland State interview. I said, "Look, they want to move fast. The president's involved." I said, "Can you be on a plane to Cleveland?" And he's like, "In you know Tallahassee." Can you be on a plane and get to Cleveland by tomorrow at nine a.m.? Uh, it's four o'clock p.m. Yeah, I know. Can you just figure out a flight and get? He did it. He did it. He literally grabbed his bag, went to the airport. I already had his suit ready, had all of this stuff ready, right? So, are you ready? Are you ready when you get that call? Um, but he was not high maintenance and he got the job and he was, and so were the, the other people involved in the search weren't high maintenance either, but that was my point. I mean, can you interview tomorrow? Yes. Drive, drive, fly, take a bus. I mean, whatever it is adapt to their timeline, it's not your timeline, it's theirs. And the proof of desire is pursuit when know the difference between desperate and interested. I get so many desperate coaches. I have to have this job, this job, this job, this job. Well, why? What's your why, right? Why do you want this job? What's the point? Um, why this job over this job? And well, why do you call me and say you're qualified for 20 jobs? No one's qualified for 20 right. jobs. So right. know difference between desperate and interested and, and ask, what are they looking for? That's the number one question you should ask. And playing hard to get after the first interview or date, right? Not going to end well. <laughs> ADs <laughs> hire people that want the jobs. So if you go and interview and then they don't feel like, hey, I really didn't think this person wanted this job. Well, you're not going to get the job. Someone else wanted that job more than you did. And you played hard to get thinking that you're Mr. Cool over here and the eighties didn't really feel like that person was feeling me. Yeah. Not going to end well, no second date on that one.
0: <laughs> but that is the right way to look at all this. Talk about fit. You know, there's, there's, you know, I, I believe in life, uh, whether it's <laughs> dating, as you said, marriage or, you know, recruiting uh, you know, the kids, a good player. But he's not a good fit for your school. Same with coaches. Same with AD. You know, you might be incredibly competent and qualified, but you're just not a good fit. Um, how? How? That seems to be so hard a thing to master. People always take the wrong jobs, not in athletics, just in life. And that seems to be the key: is you're trying to always get the right fit for your client.
1: Yeah, and I think it really deter the A D is in the institution gets determined the fit, right? So if you're at a like minded institution, they're gonna think, okay, they understand what it's like to work here. Um, they understand some of our challenges. I mean, I've had a lot of um even Power Five schools that say, Hey, this person's never worked at a power they've won where they are, right? They've killed it, they've crushed it at their at their mid major, but they've never worked at a, this at this type of institution. I said, "You mean this person with no resources is killing it, and you're not going to hire them at your school?" So you know, so sometimes you go back and forth to idea and push back a little bit. But I mean, they do have a point, right? So they, if they want someone who's worked at this type of school, then then that's who they're going to hire, and you can't really change their mind. It's just what it is. You move on, and sure. you, they're your client, right? So you're going to go, and coaches don't understand that, so they're like, "Well, why why are you telling me I'm not a fit? You're excluding me from the process." Well. The client just told me that. I didn't come up with what the fit was. So, um, but coaches yeah. know that, right? And be mindful. And hey, if it's not, if, if they don't think you're a fit, they're not going to celebrate you, right? They're going to tolerate you if you do get the job. And maybe they see something that you don't, right? You think, I'm a fit, I'm a fit. If they don't see it, then you should just walk away and go to the next, you know, on to the next one. Um, but I think that you've got to think about when it comes to coaches evaluating fit, is this a, is this a good job for me? Well, you've got to look at the people, right? Who's the AD. You've got to look at the tools to be successful. You've got to look at the opportunity, you know, to be at a place where your family's happy because mom ain't happy. Nobody happy. So don't, don't take her somewhere. She's not going to be happy and your kids are in school and you've got a senior in high school or whatever that is. Right. So you've got to be mindful of your own, your own sanity for your family because you're going to be miserable. You're either going to lose your job or your family, right? If you take a job that they're not happy in. Um, 100%. So that's another thing. And then, you know, the, the ability to leave a legacy. Can I win here? Can I grow? Can I get good kids? Um, is this the type of kid I like to coach uh, that are, you know, qualifiers for this type of school? So all that goes into fit. And I think that, and the number one thing really is the likability, right? So when you walk into the interview, this committee and this AD is thinking, do I know you? How do I know you? Who recommended you? Why are you here? Right. And then the next thing they think is, do I like you? So the likability, you get about a minute and a half to build rapport and likability with that, with that AD and, and the AD with the coach. Right. So if you walk in, the AD is like, oh, I could never work for this person. He's a, he's a, you know, not a very nice person or didn't celebrate me. Well, then you don't want the job anyway. But it goes both ways. But do I know you? Do I like you? Do you understand our needs? AD is thinking, can this person, do they understand what, what it's like to work here? Is this someone that really fits what we're looking for? Like I said before, there are a lot of reasons jobs open, right? So what is that? Why did that open? And is this the person that can fill that person's shoes? And maybe it's a fit, you know, this year, but not a fit in five years, right? You come in, you turn it around. That's a different type of coach coming in. So what are those things you bring that are the intangibles, the, the personal qualities that transcend the technical of that? need right what is that ad looking for and then are you the best for her institution at this time that's kind of what i just said so everyone likes to start at the mm. bottom look at my resume i'm 30 you know or whatever in my school well if i don't know you and i don't like you do i really care what your record is <laughs> <laughs> right so when people are coming and look oh i've won everywhere i've been i took over the worst job in america and i've turned around the apr and all this stuff but i can't get a sniff well you're grumpy that's probably why <laughs> You know, you, we all know those coaches, right? They're all bitter and they've been at the same place for nine years. They've turned it around. They've grinded it out. And they've done a great job, but they're so grumpy. No AD likes them. Maybe they know them and they're like, okay, well, you've never been to the NCAA tournament. So you've been there nine years. So what's the point? But if they really liked them and they're like, this person's got great energy, they've got a tough job. Maybe that transcends that, you know, that other piece. So, um, those are the four things, but you have to start with, do I know you and do I like you? If is the, those, those, they, those two things don't fit then they don't care if you got a great resume.
0: <laughs> you know, you know. I, I, I was speaking uh, a couple of years ago at Chick-fil-A and your mentor, Bob Bodine, was speaking before, before me. And then we had a, a conversation at lunch and he said to me, Brendan, I did a Power 5 football search. And when the coach that was hired came into the room in 10 seconds, I knew that was the guy. Yeah. How quick? Yeah. I mean, he just, he just, he the presence he had, the way he almost owned the room. It, yep. That's a huge. Everybody's part of qualified, it, it?
1: right? Everybody's on paper qualified. So, who's that person I'm going to yeah. connect with? Who's that person I feel like I'm inspired? Only the inspired can inspire. If you're a coach that doesn't inspire, and you're not inspired by student athletes. You're not coming into your interview like you know, like a like a freight train. Like, let's go! Right? You got to bring energy and enthusiasm. And then be a person who's a good listener. If you're not listening to their questions and answering the questions, you would not believe how many times I walk out of an interview with coaches. And I sit in on all the interviews, right? All the interviews for coaches, ADs, whatever we're doing. Could be women's soccer or fencing. I mean, it doesn't matter. If that person, you know, doesn't come in with energy and enthusiasm and actually listen to the question and answer the question, the AD says, well, they never answered any of the questions. Are you a talker? Or are you a listener? <laughs> so listening skills, don't underestimate that. I've seen a lot of head, especially football. They're the worst. They come in and they, they're so happy and they're just got their plan. They're not listening to what the committee is asking them in the interview. So be a good listener when you're in these, when you're in these interviews. And then, um, you know, write thank you notes. And I know, obviously, a lot of high profile jobs, um, you might not write it right away, right? But if you were part of a process, and you didn't get the job, write a handwritten note to that AD and say, hey, really nice meeting you. Thanks, you know, thanks for your time. Wish you the best of luck. Let me know if I can help that kind of thing. That's really impactful. ADs think of that. And then maybe the next job they're at five years from now, they're going to think back, I really like that person. I really like that person. They're a person I want to work with. Um, make sure you're, you know, telling good stories, uh, student athlete experience stories, things, things that have happened and make sure you're writing those down right now. Kind of maybe like in a journal, things happen every day in your campus that you're thinking, man, I really made an impact in this person's life. This person turned their grades around or they you know, they've, gone from a walk-on to a starter I mean how did you do those things and what are those stories you're weaving into your interviews naturally that'll make a committee just engage with you and say wow this person's really really interesting a person I want to work with um, make sure you're dressed professionally that's all always a given you're walking in shaking hands saying hello uh, don't immediately just sit down at your at your you know your chair in the interview walk around and say hello to people and really give them a sense of who you are your personality. Use their name, say hello, Brendan. Um, You know those sorts of things. So uh, show your personality, and people want to work with people they like.
0: Wow, you are amazing. I mean, I'll tell you what, coaching you—it's only appropriate that you're uncoaching you because you just coached the hell out of me. This is fabulous. (laughs) I mean, Katie, this is the best stuff Uh, we do. We have the best coaches in the world that we talk to, and this is something that. If you're a coach listening and you don't play this three to five times, you're a dumbass. And I'm telling you right now, you're a dumbass. (laughs) This is fabulous, fabulous stuff. Katie, I hope we can have you at one of our clinics this year because I know it'll be a blessing to those that can get an opportunity to meet you, learn from you. I would love it. I would
1: love it, Brandon. I enjoyed enjoyed, uh, being with you down in Florida this year. That was a blast. Coach Chiott.
0: No, that yeah, no, and you and you knock it out. You own the room when you're in there because you know that's one thing about coaches, boy. They they aren't as coachable as they should be, but when you're talking about their livelihoods and stuff, they were all ears. You you own that room big time. But uh thank you again for doing this and I know our coaches will really appreciate this.
1: Absolutely, Brendan. Well thanks for having me and all uh, you coaches out there. If I can ever be of help to you, um you can get in touch with Brendan and uh, he'll shoot you my email and we'll, we'll get
0: together. Katie. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate you. Have a good one, Brendan.
0: Katie Young Stout. Don't ever forget that name. Ventura partners. One of the leading search firms in the athletic world for coaches and athletic directors, men and women. What I love about Katie is the way she is so thorough and she opens up my eyes every time I talk to her about this topic. I'm surprised I haven't have had jobs because she is just breathtaking as far as her knowledge. The relationship she has, the knowledge of the subject matter is awesome. Please, as a favor, pass this on to your coaching friends. This will be a difference maker for them if you really care about them. Katie Young Stout, thank you until next week this is the coach Brendan Sir